the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. The Worldview Media Podcast, back in your life on this Movie Friday. My name is Gordon Runyon, I'm your host, and with me is the newly colorful Joyce Runyon. Always colorful. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and we are here to talk about a very interesting movie called An Inspector Calls. Yes. And you said this was done by the BBC? It is a British film. Uh, We found it on Amazon Prime for their movies, and it was released in 2015. And it's a remake. Yeah, it seems like it's a remake, that it might have been done originally in 1954, and it could be based off an actual book. Okay. Well, I'm kind of excited to talk about this. We just watched it. When was that? Yesterday. Yesterday. And it's kind of been on my mind since then. Uh, It made a lot of interesting choices in the way that it told the story. Mm -hmm. And for us doing the worldview thing, it seemed to me like it was, uh, here's a movie that actually has something it wants to say. Yeah. You know, and, and at one point at least is pretty explicit about what it wants to say. Yeah. And... Not not explicitly a Christian movie. Uh, if I had to peg the morality of it, I would put it kind of a Charles Dickens sort of yeah. conservative there is morality. humanism. Yeah. And the highest good is to do good for people and stuff like that. Uh, so that kind of enlightenment rationalism that kind of borrows some of the language of religion... Mm-hmm. It wants to have the fruits of Christianity without Christ. That sort of thing. That would be yeah. my guess. I don't know that I'm right about that in, in terms of the conviction of the authors and and all of that. But let's get into it a little bit. This movie is set, I, I believe I saw 1912. Yeah. And it's in England. kind of has a Downton Abbey sort of feel to it. Yeah. And it's in kind of a great house like that. Maybe not as great as Downton Abbey, but yeah, I think that's right. A little bit lower he's class. Not he's Lord. not part of the. He's yeah. not part of the aristocracy. But he's hopeful to become. Yeah, he could get knighted and yeah. Join so he's that just a, He's a very successful businessman. Yeah, he's a businessman, and they do live a privileged life and have a, a place in their society and in their local. Um, they are afforded some yeah. privileges that other people aren't by their class. And yeah. Okay, so they're having a dinner party or just a dinner, and as they're about to break it up and and be done for the evening, a police inspector shows up. Well, but it's a celebration because oh yeah, there's the, an engagement the going on, receiving a ring, and it's a competitive. Uh, I think he must have been in cloth. Weaving some sort of thing. I don't know if he made material or what he made, but um, a rival of his and yeah, it's, it's almost the like son a of the rival. Alliance. Yeah, 
only a, it's a business alliance. Yeah, but the two apparently really do enjoy each other's company and. Yeah, well, so anyway, they're having this good old time and the celebration, and an inspector comes, and there's been a death, a suicide, and yeah, he's there to ask questions because he has some belief that at least one of the people in the room had an interaction with this girl. With this poor girl. And so the story progresses from there. It's really a very tightly contained kind of a small movie. A lot Mm -hmm. of the action takes place in a single room in the dining room. And that's where all the interrogation takes place. And the movie is told with a lot of flashbacks. I know some people don't. Yeah, Don't but really they make like they make sense. I think sometimes their uh, flashbacks can seem very disjointed. Yeah, and confusing. But you can you can obviously tell they're remembering. They're talking about what they're remembering, and it, yeah, it's um, the people actually telling the story of how they knew this girl, and so it's not the flashbacks was. aren't terribly confusing. Yeah, and it makes sense in the movie. I know some movies we've seen where it's like, okay, am I here? Am I there? Where am I actually? And yeah, and this is just really very. I don't want to in the transitions. Yeah, I don't want to give much away about this because I really kind of recommend it and hope people will go and look for it. Yeah. And inspector calls and so I don't want to give away the plot, but as we talk overall and in terms of artistic artistry, mm-hmm. artistically, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of that, I, I by the uh, two-thirds point in the movie, I was really kind of impressed with the way they told the story and the choices that they made. Mm-hmm. I felt like your average mystery story will begin with a heinous crime, and then you will have the body of the story being this investigation. And in the classic mystery story, there will be the reveal at the end where the detective... You know, the scene where he gathers all the suspects in one room. And yeah. I know you're all wondering why I've called you yeah. here tonight. And, <laughs> and he reveals. Big dramatical. And this one kind of had it reversed, where you don't really see the crime until the very end. And you, <clears throat> there's really no investigative, sorry, <laughs> cat hair, <laughs> hacking up a furball. <laughs> there's really no investigation that you are privy to. And really, the whole movie is the reveal. Yeah. Uh, the body of the movie is the inspector comes in kind of by the... It doesn't take long before you realize he already knows everything. Yeah. And he's there to expose the truth that yeah. he's already found out. And he doesn't really have any questions. <laughs> right. He's getting people he's to He's allowing an opportunity. Right. <laughs> So I thought that was interesting, the telling the story almost backwards from a classic mystery. And so I was fascinated with that and thought it worked for my, in my opinion, I thought it worked really well. Mm-hmm. What do you think overall about the movie? It was a good movie. Um, I liked it. I liked the characters in it. I think they did a good job um, with their portrayals. I thought the settings were really very nicely done. Yeah. Um, it had an authentic feel to it. Yeah. Uh, even with the people that were servants there and would you wouldn't see very often. Um, it's it's really a very good movie. It's very well done. 
Yeah, there's no gratuitous violence, no cussing. Yeah, there's nothing that's uh, inappropriate. I mean, you get the feel for everything that's going on without any of the excesses that we usually find. There's hints of sexuality. And it doesn't doesn't make the film feel less. I think sometimes when some some movies try to do that, um, it kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right in some yeah, movies, yeah. either when it's excessive or when they're just like, eh, we'll just kind of gloss over this and not really cover it at all. So right, right. it was just really well done. Yeah. And it had a favorite, an old favorite of mine in here with uh, Professor Lupin. <laughs> Remus Lupin <laughs> is the inspector. <laughs> right. Well, and he seemed very competent, and he had kind of an air of authority about him that was really fitting. I felt like he did a good job in his role. I also felt like the the woman who played the matriarch of the family, she mm-hmm. uh, she was good at her job. I despised her, you know, and yeah. she did a she did a fine job there. Well, like I say, I think all of the actors in it just really did. Yeah. Storytelling-wise, there is a note. The crime, quote-unquote, is that this young woman has committed suicide. And for a lot of the movie, I was kind of tossing it around in my head. What exactly is the inspector? Why is he there? You've got a woman who committed suicide, and all that he's uncovering is that some people were bad to her and treated her poorly. Mm -hmm. But nothing criminal was done to her, you know, so I'm not sure why he's there. And and that kind of, mm. well, why, why would he be there? He's not, he's not about to charge any of them with a crime. They're not culpable for her death in a legal sense, maybe in a moral sense, but what's the state going to do? Come in and say, you were mean to her. <laughs> Well, but the son actually uh, stole funds from the business, and yeah, but that's kind of a different crime, though. I mean, that's doesn't have anything. Well, but it's all related, and that is a chargeable offense. So he something could happen to him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He did do he embezzled money or something like that, but that doesn't make him culpable for her death in a legal sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that kind of was tossing over in my head, but then I realized at some point, oh, this isn't really a, this isn't a classic sort of mystery story. This is, when it comes down to it, in my mind, I thought this is not a mystery story. This is a parable that we're watching Mm. and we're making a, we're making a point here. And, and then the movie kind of runs into the same sticky point that that overtly Christian movies kind of always run into. Yeah. And it it's hard to overcome, and I'm not sure I've seen a Christian movie do it super well. And I've written a couple of Christian novels, and I would not hold up either one of mine as being, now here's how you do it really well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's super tough to get to the point where you want to make your implicit message more explicit. And yeah. you're, you're just going to come out and say what the thematic 
content is. Well, that but you're I think by about. the time that happens in the movie, so much has been uncovered and so much has been revealed that you're you see the characters dealing with some issues like mm. uh right. <laughs> and so I think it's easier to make that jump. Yeah. To to okay, now this is really what I'm going to tell you. Yeah. And uh well, that's that was kind of on my mind too that I felt like this movie handled the same sort of sticky point I thought really well. And the line that Remus Lupin has to give right at the end where he's going to just come out and say the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. That had the potential to be really super cheesy, but you know, like yeah. like in Christian movies yeah, the cheese is very easy to. Yeah. Well, you need to have crackers when you watch and it. For my, <laughs> yeah, in my taste, in my Your sensibilities. It, yeah, I thought it succeeded. Yeah. And there was a little bit of cheesiness, but overall, I thought it was really well done. And as I was thinking about why was that, and can we use that going forward, I think it's what you mentioned is that the whole movie kind of built to that. Mm-hmm. And by the time he does say that, the viewer and the other characters kind of all have it in our minds. What's really going on here? Yeah. <laughs> what's actually going that this is about, you know? Mm-hmm. And so by the time he says it, I think everybody watching it is like, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. I kind of figured that's where you were going. And this movie really does kind of make you think... Just about your day-to-day activities. It's so so yeah. often we just walk yeah. through without any regard. Yeah, you know, I've got attention. my yeah. agenda. I need to accomplish A, B, C, D by the end of the day. And so that's what my focus is. And uh, yeah. there's really much more besides yourself in this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, especially for the Christian yeah, right. I mean, you should have your your priorities right. It just kind of highlights the idea of how important the simple command to love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. how important it is to recognize everybody that you run into as an actual person yeah. created in the image and likeness of God, that that kind of winds up being the thematic content. Yeah, it does. They don't mention Christ specifically, but... There is kind of a mention of impending judgment and stuff like that. Now, I think in the context of the movie, there's a chance that the judgment that was being talked about was the coming war. You know, they were right on the verge mm, of World yeah. War One, and so that could be what he t- was talking about. It, but it could easily be a more supernatural kind of judgment. And then there's that weird twist at the end where is the inspector? Is he? Is there something weird going on with him? And yeah. What kind of person? Well, and is even he? I think the judgment is even more immediate than that. Yeah. Because there will be consequences for these people. Yeah. Maybe not um, with the law, but with their communities, with the people that interact and deal yeah, with them. They're and, not going to get away with anything. Well, <laughs> they kinda, might. They might not have any legal consequences, <laughs> yeah, right. but um, there are consequences for everything you do, period. Yeah. 
Well, I'm excited to get to the world viewpoint, and we're going to do something a little bit different with this movie because I feel like in order to talk about all the worldview stuff that we want to mention, we're going to have to kind of do spoiler stuff. We haven't, I don't think we've spoiled anything so far. Maybe we have, I don't know. But uh, after the break, when we talk in more thematic terms, we're not going to be worried about spoilers. So my encouragement to the listener is, if you care about stuff like that, uh, we, I think we both recommend this movie yeah. and would like people to see it. So my recommendation is, if you're upset about spoilers and you want to just experience the movie as it happens, shut it off. <laughs> shut this <laughs> off at the later. break. Save it in your phone uh, and come back later and, and listen to the second And it's on half. Prime. I don't know yeah, if you can find Prime. it anywhere else. Yeah, I bet it's somewhere else. Maybe but, um, Hulu or something like that. Yeah, you but. might be able to see it off BBC. I don't know. BBCA. I don't know. Yeah. So hopefully you will be able to see this. We recommend that you do. And then come back and listen to the second half. We'll talk to you then. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom. And we're back, Worldview Media Podcast, talking about the movie and Inspector Calls. Kind of a... I don't mean this as an insult, kind of a small movie in terms of scope yeah. and, you know, scenes and backgrounds and stuff like that. But I felt like it was morally ambitious. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So what sorts of worldview issues are on your mind after watching it? Well, as we said at the beginning, you know, this is a, a family with uh, some clout. Yeah. They have... Um, responsibilities you know the i think the dad is serving on some type of court deal or he has yeah. to issue warrants or you know he he has some tie-ins with the law and uh they're a well-to-do family and that they are just in positions of leadership and uh from a biblical standard of course as a leader we are to be serving right and that's how we should be leading and um it all starts off with a strike in his i'm gonna say it's a cloth factory, factory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh this one young lady is kind of leading it all she's saying they're not getting paid enough everybody else is getting paid more at other places yeah. and it results in a strike and um 
he just waits it out. You know, he's got a big order. He knows these are young women that have no other source of income, so it'll just be a matter of time before they have no income and they'll wind up back. Well, and it's even more desperate than that. He knows they will actually be facing literal starvation yeah. if they don't come yeah. back to work. Yeah. So the girl he meets with the with the head with the ringleader and he says, Okay, I will pay you this. Yeah. And you bring everybody back in. And you be in charge of however many people I put under you. Right. And, you know, she could have said yes. And that would have been the end of it. She would have had her job. She would have had her raise. And everybody else would have been going on. Yeah. Well, she would have had a promotion. It would have all <laughs> been grand. But her moral character was that's not fair. It has right. to be for everybody. Right. And um, we find out that she has no family, so she has no one to take care of her, to help her. She can't fall back on no. anything. No. Yeah. So she just has to refuse, and eventually they all come back. <laughs> right. Except he says, you can't be here. Yeah, he fires her. Yeah. And so that's the beginning of this girl's story. And uh, during the... The meal, when everybody's talking about this, everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you had to do that. There was no other way you had. <laughs> right. You know, the the future son-in-law was like, well, yeah, you can't have somebody like that staying around and being <laughs> in your business You're and right. getting in your face. And, <clears throat> and, and so that's the beginning of the tale of this young lady. I think she's a Eva. Eva Smith is her name. And you just see all these interactions with people of power and position. And even the one guy who said, I wanted to help her, winds up abusing her yeah, yeah. out of his genuine concern and wanting to help her. And it just... Uh, well, he didn't abuse her Yes, wanting to help her. I mean, there was at some point where his desire to help her was overcome by his own desire to do what he wanted. Right. I mean it wasn't the it wasn't the help that abused her. It was Well, it was the help because I mean it was nice that he did something for her, but it, it, it eventually wound up that she owed him and she may have wanted to do that just because he was a nice guy and thinking maybe this will go somewhere. But again, there's that that chasm of you are this person, and I am this person. Yeah, I'm saying he was still, he he didn't beat on her or anything like no, that. No, but, but it was abusive in that emotionally. The arrangement that he made by which he was going to help her was itself taking advantage of her and satisfying his own desires on some level and not not doing it in some kind of legitimate way. Yeah. He he was free. If he really liked her that much, really loved her, he could have married her. Yeah. There was no reason not he couldn't have. Uh, well, it would have been a blow to his family to yeah, have yeah. brought that girl home. That he, girl. He, he, right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And I mentioned before, I felt like the whole movie was a parable. And it had it had some of the classic elements of a parable where the first man comes and does this and... Yeah. Then the second man comes and does something oh, you know, very if, similar. If the one guy, he could have tried to place her in a nice place with a good job. Yeah, that would have You know, he her. had attachments. He had <laughs> right. connections. He could have done something that she could have provided for herself 
and had a steady income and had some sort of pride in what she was doing and independence. Right. And that's not what he did. No. Well, that's what I mean. He kind of, the situation in which he was willing to help her was actually uh, degrading her for the sake of his own lusts and whatever. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. And then the whole story is that as each one of these people in the family independently and without knowing about it regarding each other, they all interact with this woman and they all abuse her Mm -hmm. in terms of that power differential. And it's simply because I was having a bad day. I didn't like what she was doing. (laughs) Right. You know, and it had nothing. It wasn't personal. Per se, you know? <laughs> right, right. It wasn't personal. Well, that I was, was the just whole trying thing. To, yeah. That's kind of the whole point is that they didn't see what they did as being directed at her personally. It was more at what sort of person they perceived her to be. And and, uh, and so the whole story is about that's a horrific way to walk through life and that you really have to understand that the people you deal with are actual people. Mm-hmm. And, well, and everything is personal. Yeah, right. You know, if you're, dealing, if you're yeah. dealing with some <laughs> right. other person, it's personal. Right. And um, we just, we live in a society where, you know, it's all about me. It's not about anybody else. And Yeah, right. Well, okay, so we come to the point of the show where you can kind of, even me, I don't, I'm not good at anticipating where movies are going. I just kind of let them go over me, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. the time. But even me, I could see that where this was going at some point, that it was going to work out that all the people in the room had had interactions sort of, with yeah. this woman and had affected her negatively and, and caused her to spiral down and kind of circle the drain and finally go down the drain. Mm-hmm. They all had a hand in that. And, and I could kind of see that's where that, that was heading. Mm-hmm. Now, when they got the last one, when the matriarch woman finally kind of broke and realized that she had a hand in the tragic nature of the girl's death, Mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, well, we're done with the parable. Especially then when the inspector kind of sums it all up on what the issue was and Mm -hmm. a call to repentance and you have to do better or else and, and that sort of thing. I was like... I honestly thought, well, that was a good movie. We're we're done. But it went on from there. And <laughs> and when I was watching it, I I was kind of going, "Oh, this is not a good move. Why are we continuing to do this story?" Mm-hmm. But then later I was thinking about it. It was brilliant that they went on from there. Mm-hmm. Because what happened then? The inspector leaves. He's devastated them with his yeah. moral condemnation of what's well, happened with him. Well, his exposure of yeah. their... They're all... They've yeah. got no excuse. They know it. They're all humbled. And and so he leaves and walks out into the I don't night. know if they're humbled. I think well, they're fearful. Visibly. They're visibly. They're fearful is what it yeah. is. Outwardly, they seem humbled. So he leaves. And then the crowd... They finally talk themselves into believing. They make a couple of phone calls. They finally talk themselves into believing there are no real consequences that are going to come mm-hmm. to them for any of this. And their reaction is, 
they're back to celebrating. Glee! <laughs> yeah. Where they had been... Well, not all of them. Right. But the majority of them yeah, were most like... most of them were in this situation Let's raise a glass and... Shoo! Yeah, glad we, we don't have to deal here. with that. Yeah. You know, and what that really showed is that their repentance was very uh, surface level. Well, and it wasn't repentance. It was fear. Yeah, it's not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's a real, real repentance is sorry for what you have done. Uh, their repentance was sorry I got exposed and yeah. caught and and so their little period of celebration there really brought that to the forefront yeah. for me and I, I thought that was brilliant. That well nothing had changed in the character of the people. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. That they hadn't really made any any real uh, determination that things must be different going forward and mm -hmm. we've done horrible things and and we can't do that anymore. In fact, they were right back to the people that they were. And so... Well, I think they were always those people. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying in terms of what they were showing and what was yeah. visible. If the movie had ended where I said it should, should have yeah, ended... you'd miss that. You could have gone away believing, well, they were there'll, sorry. there'll be nicer people from yeah. here on out. And what no. a nice story. <laughs> but I think you could even tell that as the story was progressing because... No one ever said, well, I won't say no one. Very few of them ever really were like, I'm sorry I did that to her. That, you know, <laughs> right. this was a person that I should have. It's all, they were all very defensive. Yeah, well, this is, I have to do this. Offering excuses. Yeah. You know, maybe felt like, mm, this could be bad. But it wasn't even, it could be bad because I am bad. It's just like, well, this could affect me adversely. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, you know, I never really saw that even through the story when the inspector was talking to everybody and finding out how they had uh, left fingerprints at this crime scene that uh, there really was no, I shouldn't have done that or uh, I'm sorry I did that. I didn't know it was going to have this effect. I was just upset, Right. you know. Um, and so you see their character when it's being revealed that that's not, you know, it's not, oh, poor girl. It's the, oh, no, what about me? It's <laughs> yeah, still, what about right, me? Right. Well, and I thought that was part of the brilliance of the movie is that you really do get all that. That's all apparent on the screen. Yeah. They show you that this is really who they are. And, and I, I just thought it was great for that. And uh, there's a little bit of worldview stuff in terms of, on top of this whole discussion of what repentance should really look like. Mm -hmm. um, uh, is that what they were trying to do? I don't know. It, or do I, as a Christian, mm, just see no, it? No, I don't think that's what they were trying to do. I mean, if you're astute and you're watching, you'll say, uh, wait, nobody's really... They're not repenting. Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, they're fearful when the guy leaves. It's not... Yeah. And it's not because I have done something that's wrong and I will have to answer for these things. Yeah. It's just, um, you know. Yeah. Well, and then you don't, there's no indication of it until the last act of the movie. Mm -hmm. But there's something supernatural going on with the inspector. 
and that's not defined really well. Mm -hmm. But supernaturally then, after they've repented of their repentance and now they're celebrating again, then Mm -hmm. the inspector's trap kind of snaps shut on them in a supernatural way. And I thought that was really good. That that he let them go a little bit just to expose themselves of what sort of people they really were. And then the trap does And then you hear the phone ring. Right. Right, the phone rings and then they hear, oh, an inspector is on the way. (laughs) An actual police inspector is coming. Well, we don't know that he's not. I mean, we don't know. You don't know the inspector that does call because he never shows any identification. He's never asked to do that. Right. But I think they, they hint at it pretty strongly that, you know, the, the chief of police doesn't know his name and never mm, heard of him. But I don't know. I think they hint at it at least. And that was a good move too. They didn't, they weren't heavy handed about it, but my takeaway is that by the end of the movie, the inspector is disappearing from a room when he should have still been there and stuff like that. And and you've obviously got, he's doing some kind of time travel thing or, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and so what kind uh, of being is that guy? And, uh, so really interesting the way the movie was constructed and the way it was executed i just felt like uh it was surprisingly good yeah for me and maybe that's just because i'm old and stuff but i really liked it yeah really liked it no it's a really uh it's a really good movie and it has some good things to think about yeah and and to carry forward yeah so obviously the movie's intention was to communicate something about the importance of Biblically, we would say loving your neighbor as yourself mm-hmm. and and really loving the image of Christ in the people that you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatsoever you've done to the least of these, mm-hmm. you've done unto me. That's all. I think that's the, the lane that the movie is in and what they're yeah. trying to communicate. But for me, I thought the, the whole bit about the false repentance, I'm not sure that they had... I don't know how Christian the writer was yeah. or anything like that, but I thought well, that was and, and great. And I just think that shows the real nature of man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's who fallen people are. Yeah. They're sorry that I got caught, and they're sorry that I really did do evil here. And those are different things. Mm-hmm. So, interesting movie. Yeah. I hope everybody see it, enjoy it. Give it a try. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really... Really pretty good. It <laughs> was a surprise, I think, for both of us. Cause <laughs> yeah. We were like, uh, <laughs> what are we going to see? <laughs> and I think if you're if you're a writer or you have, we always kind of want to bring it back to this. If you if you have a creative bone in your body and, and you're thinking about how, how can I tell the stories, there's something to really pay attention to when, like we mentioned, when the inspector does get to the point of just stating it outright what the theme of the movie is, mm-hmm. that that could have failed ridiculously bad. Yeah. Like a lot of Christian books and movies fail at that same point. Yeah. And I don't think this one did. And so but it didn't soften the message see. either. No. And I think that's 
probably part of the problem with a lot of Christian films that try to do something like that is that they don't want to be, he was really straight up. Yeah, right. And we don't do that with our Christian movies. We want to well, we want to massage I think the you truth said you kind of hate the ambiguity. Yes. Where you want to be a Christian movie, but you don't want to just say Christian things. Yeah. And uh, you want to hint. And, <laughs> and hope somebody picks it up. And, <laughs> right. Surely they'll get this. No. And this they movie, won't. <laughs> this movie avoided that. And like I say, that can... That can fail miserably, but I didn't feel like it did here. All right, you're about done? I think so. Yeah. So it looks like this was a book. It's a play, actually. A play. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like a play, just like I said. the, the scenes and the, the way the, that the whole thing and, is shot. Yeah. yeah. So, interesting. Not surprising. All right, y'all. So there's our... Fairly strong recommendation for an inspector calls. Good one to look up. Yeah. Good actors, good settings. Yeah. Good good things. Good message. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we will see you all next week. And on behalf of Reconstructionist Radio and its most frivolous podcast, Worldview Media. Maybe we, most colorful. Most. <laughs> some of us are more colorful today. <laughs> Frivolous <laughs> and colorful. <laughs> I'm trying to do a thing here. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. It's all ruined. Just be all laughy and stuff. All <laughs> <laughs> laughy, okay. I was, no more laughing. I was trying to tell people to go out and dominionize, and you just ruined it. <laughs> and you can't say that with joy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Do we want a dominion of joy? <laughs> Is that really what anyone's after? <laughs> I think you know my answer. All right. <laughs> All right, then. There you have it. All right. We'll see you all later. Enough of this frivolity. God bless you all. We'll talk later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.